With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to talk footy with our man Daniel Garby's on the line. G'day, Garby. G'day, Jimmy. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm really well. I want to start with the A-League, mate. Saturday night, there I am at home and I flick it on. Uh, we'd spoken to Pat Wood on Friday and I thought, okay, I'm watching this game. I know I'm not alone. There's 30,000 in the stadium mm. and there's another 75,000 watching across Channel 10 as well. That was a great advertisement for the A-League. How did you see it, Garby? It was a cracking game, as the derbies usually are. It was frantic, free-flowing, fluid football with a lot of passion involved, as is usually the case. And that was hammed up by Mark Rudin in the lead-up to the game. He loves pulling this lever. You can understand it. I'm talking about you know the blue-collar, downtrodden people <laughs> of the West up against the flashy, cruisy people of the East. He's generalising there, of course. He knows that. Mark Rudin lived all over the state, all over the city. He knows there are plenty of people who are well-to-do in the West and plenty of people who are doing it tough in the East. But why not try and invoke that us-be-them mentality? And that gets the passion going in the stands. And when there's passion in the stands, often that transcends onto the pitch as well. So it was a, a, an engrossing game of football and a pretty even game on the balance of play until young Zach Stapsford, who came through the academy at Sydney FC, was developed by them, left for more opportunities. Western Sydney wanted him as part of their squad, broke through and uh, was able to score the winner late on in the second half. That uh, poured more salt into their Sydney FC wounds and just further enhanced Western Sydney's claims as a legitimate title contender. Yeah, exactly. Um, So the other thing that that happened too was that we got an expansion franchise uh, since we last spoke. That's going to be Auckland. I didn't know that there was such that thirst for um, Auckland football, uh, given the fact that Wellington are still there. The other part about that too is who's investing in it. And that is a guy by the name of Bill Foley, who is a sports owner coming out of the US. And I reckon whenever you get someone like Bill Foley, who also owns AFC Bournemouth in your competition, it's a good thing. Yeah, the owners are really important when it comes to new franchises. Have they got the capital to invest and keep investing and create a lot of strong contacts and corporate opportunities uh, for an organisation? And so I think that's the encouraging aspect of the Auckland bid, along with the form of the Wellington Phoenix right now. I mean, they are the sneaky good story to start the campaign. They're up there in second, only on goal difference to Western Sydney uh, with a coach in Giancarlo Italiano who doesn't have a playing career, has come through the coaching ranks um, through the back door, so to speak, and uh, has lead, led them to a second in the table early on. You know, if they can have a strong season, then Auckland comes in next season 
hang on, now you've got another powder keg derby. And that's really yeah. good for the league as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's encouraging on both fronts. Uh, we had the announcement last week about the national second tier. How was that received by footballing types in your travels over the course of the last week, Garby? Yeah, in, you know, people are pretty happy about it and enthused. It's a landmark moment. It's an important step, but there are many more steps to go. And, uh, you know, we'd like to see better representation across the country, no doubt. It's just New South Wales and Victorian sides right now, but it'll build slowly. And I think most football fans are, are happy to be patient in that sense. I think they know we're a long way off promotion relegation, but thankfully the step has been made. So I think that's the overwhelming sentiment at the moment. Uh, Mark asking, Jimmy, please ask Dan Garb, who will buy the Newcastle Jets in his opinion? Has he got enough money for it? Because they're looking for bidders. <laughs> um, they've been looking for a while. That's the issue. And Perth Glory are looking for owners now as well after that bid that they thought was sealed fell through as well. It's concerning. <clears throat> yeah, we've got the new franchise in Auckland, which is great. Uh, there's another one coming in, in in Canberra, which we suspect, maybe not for next season, perhaps for the season after. But, uh, yeah, we still have two clubs without owners at the moment, and the Jets have been waiting for close to three years now for a new ownership group to come in. So that's not a healthy situation for the league, uh, and there haven't been strong rumours either way of of a sale. But hopefully uh, that does get solved soon because it's not ideal for the rest of the competition and the other owners to be uh, propping up a couple of clubs. No, you're exactly right on that one. Uh, The stat that caught my eye over the course of the weekend was the performance of Erling Haaland. Now, he's got to 50 Premier League games. He's done it in 48 games. To put that in perspective, he's broken the record of Andy Cole, who took 65 games, and Alan Shearer took 66 games, which is just extraordinary. We are witnessing a generational talent with Erling Haaland, Garby. Oh, yeah. And we knew that from the moment he burst onto the scene. You could see he had absolutely everything. Pace, finishing ability with his feet, uh, with his head, uh, just raw power. um, And crucially, hard work. I mean, he just keeps going. And he's very intelligent. I think that's what people sometimes gloss over when they talk about Harlan because his other uh, characteristics come to the fore more and more. But the intelligence of his runs is a really important part of his game. He knows when to hold... His position, he knows when to go. He's comfortable on the outside. He's comfortable, you know, in between defenders, starting in the middle of them. He's just the best centre forward in world football, pure centre forward, without a shadow of a doubt. So, yep, he led Manchester City to the treble last season. There's not much more you can do than that. And uh, we'd love to see him in a big, you know, international tournament, a World Cup or a Euros with Norway. He'll get in there at yeah. some stage, you would think. But, uh, yeah, he's an, an absolute... Uh, Joy to watch for the neutrals. Sometimes when he's up against your team, it's uh, a bit hard to take because he is just so intimidating. But at the moment, uh, the likes of Liverpool with that draw on the weekend and certainly Arsenal are sticking with City in the early part of the season. Uh, Fulham uh, beat Wolves today 3-2, but the the result that we're interested in is from yesterday, and that was Aston Villa 2-1 over Tottenham. That was a home game for Tottenham as well. They're... Slipped down to fifth on the EPL ladder. What's been the word around and the take on, you know, everyone was singing the praises of Ange Postacoglu. What's the latest coming out of Tottenham now, Garby? Oh, from Tottenham fans, it hasn't changed. I mean, you need to have a bit of perspective here. 
when analysing this. And I know there's a few people who are cynical and want to stick the knife in a little bit and go, oh, yeah, here we go. Like, you know, it's not as easy as you thought. Ange knew this mm. was coming. And so did Tottenham fans. They've had a big injury hit. Uh, their best player this season, James Madison, is out at the moment. They've lost their two first-choice centre-backs. And they came up against a really good side on the weekend in Aston Villa, who was sitting in the, uh, the top four at the moment. It have been absolutely brilliant. So they are really the story of the season after Spurs, uh, without any doubt. We're not Emery doing a wonderful job, and they've got a top-class striker in, uh, in Ollie Watkins. But Ange knew this was coming, as the Tottenham fans. And with a bit of perspective, you realise they're in fifth place. They are still way ahead of where Tottenham fans thought they would be. And they're only four points off the top. So it's not like they're way off it. Uh, when they get a couple of players back. Oh, I think we've lost Daniel. Oh, I think he, he's dropped out there. So, uh, okay. So he wasn't as pessimistic about Tottenham than perhaps some of the Tottenham fans. Uh, 